0: Start playing for the other Talk Radio.
1: Anyway.
2: Good evening, everybody.
0: Welcome to Winchester Radio this evening. Um, we will be discussing Supernatural episode Clip Show, which is the penultimate ep- episode of the eighth season. Wow. Holy cow. Um where to begin. Okay, we do not have a guest this evening, so we will be taking uh call in questions or discussions a little bit later on. Um if you do want to call in, that number is three four seven
2: two zero five nine eight zero one. Uh Winchester radio podcast can be found at blogtalkradio.com slash Media Boulevard, you can go to our site, com, and
0: click on the Winchester Radio uh, icon, and that will uh, uh, give you the latest podcast. Uh, Becky, that's not the live one. This is fairly new to us. It's not the live one. It's last week's, right? Right, and
2: then, right. And then have, after this episode is um, finished, then we'll update the site with this one. Okay. Um, and you
0: can... Uh, Check there and our Facebook and our Twitter at Winchester Bros for uh, any links and news about the podcast and any guests and also any uh, supernatural news worth, uh, worth talking about. Uh, you can uh, subscribe and download us through iTunes. Okay. Um, I think we should get started. Another big show. It is absolutely the end of the season because things are just getting bigger and bigger. This episode was written by Andrew Dabb
2: doing uh some great work and uh directed by thomas J Wright um did you all enjoy it yes, definitely there you know there were a few things here and there that i you know I still have questions about, but overall, it was a very, very entertaining, very good episode.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's okay, I'm gonna preface this with full disclosure that when I tried to watch this episode Wednesday night, I had been at school for uh eleven hours straight and then I went to a a concert at the local synagogue. So I got home really, really late and I was really, really tired. So uh, about halfway through the episode, right before, actually right before they put Abaddon back together, before they had the scene where they were going to put Abaddon back together, I got bored and I turned it off. Uh, bored. And like I said, I preface this by saying it was a long and exhausting day for me. Um, it's mm-hmm. final, it's the week before finals, so it's a lot going on for me right now, and I also work. So there's that. So I preface it with that. I think my – and I even hesitate to say issue with the episode because the next morning I got up and I watched it all the way through and I don't – I didn't find it boring anymore. But my issue with this episode is that it didn't have what I felt was a necessary flow. I felt very disconnected and I felt like it was disjointed. And watching it again today with my mother – um, because I got home so late, because I got home so late on Wednesday, she she and I usually watch the episodes together. She hadn't had a chance to watch the episode yet, so we watched it this afternoon. And my mother is what I consider a fan. She watches the show of me every week. She watches the reruns on TNT when she catches them, but she's a casual fan. And she was like, "Who's Tommy Collins? Who's Jenny? Who's Jenny Klein?" Mm. And mm. He did not remember. Sarah Blake, she remembered them very vaguely. Just in a sense, like, I know, that, I know that girl's face kind of way. She didn't remember the episodes. And I think there's a lot of instances, especially this season, where I feel like the writers have forgotten that they have casual viewers, not just SPM family and fandom viewers. So for casual viewers, there's a lot of things that they've been recalling lately that aren't, don't click right away. And for this episode to have so many of those instances, it kind of lost my mother. And so that, I while agree I feel with that. had really great moments, it felt, it felt a little too inner y and it felt a little disjointed for me. Not to say I didn't enjoy it and not to say I didn't immensely enjoy certain parts of it, but I do have criticism. Mm-hmm.
2: I I agree with that on the Jenny Klein part because you and I talked about that already, which I want to bring yeah, up again. Ooh,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: the Tommy and Sarah I think they did a good job of bringing back who they were. I think their their flashbacks were did a good job of showing who they were. Jenny Klein I think even after you see the flashbacks, she still was, you know, it would have been hard to remember oh, who she was.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Becky and I talked about it. A lot of the problem with the Jenny Klein um, throwback is that it came from an episode that was purely based on stunt casting, which I loved, but it's an episode where you're bringing James Marsha's and Charisma Carpenter, and it's an obvious stunt casting episode that you didn't really focus on anything else. Everything else was very peripheral to them. And if you put James Marsha's in any show everything is personal to him because he will steal any show he's on. It's just a fact. Him and Mark Shepard have that ability. So yeah. it was, yeah. But, you see, like, my mother, with Sarah Blake, like she, remembered Sarah, like, she remembered Taylor Cole's face. And, you know, bonus that Taylor Cole hasn't changed too much in the past eight years. Uh, so that was good. But with the Tommy Collins thing, even with the Wendigo thing, she seen Wendigo twice. And the last time she saw it was probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. So even that didn't click for her. She was like, what? I had to completely bring her back to, like, yeah, it was the second episode of the show. She's like, the second episode of the actual series? I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, <laughs> I'm all far more critical than I am because she has no fandom. She has no fandom love at all. She is, She's completely disconnected from all that. Hmm. And like I said, it's not the first time, especially this season, that the show has done that. And her as a casual viewer, and I have another friend, Missa, who's a casual viewer. She owns the box set. She's seen episodes several times, but they do things on occasion where she has to go, wait, what? Who is that? When did that happen? I don't know what they're talking about. And I have to remind her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, out of, you know, the average of 2 million viewers we get a week, a majority of them are casual.
2: The only real, opinion. the only real problem I had with the episode. I loved the episode. I mean, seriously, I seriously loved the episode. The only real problem I had with it was the whole Jenny Klein thing. First of all, we saw Crowley and his <laughs> information from the Carver Edlin books, which you know they pretty much ended at Swan Song. You know, Jenny Klein was in a season seven episode. So where, would, where did he get that information? I can fan-link that it was because it was during the whole Leviathan thing, so Crowley was keeping an eye on him. I can fan-link that, and so that's how he knew. Mm-hmm. But there were so many other people that they could have brought back that would have been better than her. You know, mm-hmm. if Especially she, because in if the, they
0: put Sarah in such an arbitrary city. Like she, her, her initial case was in New York. There was no need to put her in Indianapolis. That was a choice they made. So they they had their literal pick of characters. And I think it would have made more sense if you're doing Tommy and, I think we talked about this too, um, Tommy and Sarah to pick another season one character. And it's obvious mm-hmm. from the way they did with Jenny, you didn't actually need the actor or the mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. There was a way yeah. around
2: that. So again, I don't see, there was no need for it. Which was weird that you didn't see the actress because the episode description, um, you know, that CW put out, listed Cindy Busby as a guest, and she's the one who played Jenny Klein in the, in the original episode. She wasn't even mm-hmm. only from some star, and this was in flashback. So mm-hmm. unless, there were, unless there was a cut scene with Cindy, you know, she wasn't actually in the episode. Mm-hmm. And. And then another thing, like um, Vinny and I had already talked about, the big thing with Jenny in, her, in the episode um, in season seven um, <laughs> was she was making cupcakes. There were heart in her cupcakes, which I love that line. Hearts on my cupcakes, hearts in my cupcakes. I love that line. But there were <laughs> heart in her cupcakes. And, you know, so that's what everybody remembered her from. Well, our I don't know about you guys, but if I baked a batch of cupcakes and there were eating hearts in them, I would never bake anything ever again for the rest of my <laughs> life. <And laughs> let alone, like you said, let alone
0: start up what appeared to be like a home-based cake-up
2: shop, cake, cupcake yeah, shop. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And mm. she, she was a baker before. You know, she was James Marster's character. Don Star. she was his assistant. So, she, you know, she was just baking cupcakes, you know for herself, you know, for you know, a home thing. But it you know, they had to show that she was baking and this one and she died while baking. So it's like there was no reason for that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. The whole thing I just yeah. Jenny Klein I have a problem with. The rest of the episode I thought was great. Danny Klein mm-hmm. had a problem. I really I um,
0: I I've actually always remembered Sarah. I've always liked her. I always thought she was good with Sam. As far as we could tell, until this episode, she survived. Sam. But uh, um, so I, I enjoyed seeing her again, and I did. I, I did remember her, but she was also in an episode called um, an episode about art and everything. And that's my day job, so that could be why I also remember her character in that episode in particular. But what would have been. And I who knows if she would have been available, but I thought it if they were doing past characters um though so she's she was more dean than Sam is to have um Layla from Faith Julie Benz mm-hmm. and, and we have we had her survive like, her please? illness only to be killed in this episode, and that really would have hit the boys, I think. For yeah. sure, and we were so. we talked about that too. we were like, okay, we get it. Julie Benz is way too important. <laughs> like, she's but they, you we
2: know, they could, they could have totally did what they did with Jenny. You know, they didn't need the actress to play Jenny; they just showed her dead in the stove <laughs> yeah, they and could the other the other thing we
0: talked about, Becky and I talked about. We tried to not talk about too much this week because I called her like a random reason, and we ended up like talking about the episode. We we're like, no, wait, I'll wait. No, wait, I'll wait. But um. One of the other things we did talk about was, um, what's her name again? I just blanked. Becky help. Lori? Who? Is that who we were talking? From Hookman.
2: Oh, Lori, yeah.
0: Yeah. I felt, as much as I like Sarah Blake, I like Sarah Blake as a character. I didn't like her because of Sam. I liked her as an independent character um, because I thought she handled everything that happened with, like, you know, badassery. Mm-hmm. So, but I felt like you have an episode of now where the connection Sam has with Lori, Dean actually says, we could stay. And obviously he means briefly, but he's, you know. With Sarah, Dean is waiting by the car saying, get your kiss and let's go, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you were going to have I mean, I know that I know that Sarah was picked because she's a fan favorite and I fall in that camp. I really like the character. But I think Lori was probably well maybe I don't know. I maybe in addition to. Like instead of Jenny, we could have had Lori and then Sarah. Because both well, season one. It just would've made more sense to me to not use Jenny Klein. Because I really think that if we hadn't had the press release for it, I don't know if I would have remembered who she was. I would have probably had mm-hmm. her yeah. Because even the description I, I, giving it, even yeah. even the description given in the show, really, witches vague that up a bit for me. Witches and baking baked goods vague that up for me. Yep. I agree. Mm-hmm. My other issue See, making like <laughs> it was that and then it was perfect. No. My other issue I have two other issues with the episode. One if there was popcorn in the house or in the in the in the bunker <laughs> Why did Why did Dean try to feed his sick brother a half a b- bottle of beer, jerky, and peanut butter cups? Popcorn, don't like popcorn. I don't, <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't like popcorn. I think popcorn is disgusting. But I I live with a person who, who as far as they're concerned, popcorn is a valid dinner option. <laughs> so there was that. My other one is. Um. Oh balls! I forgot. We'll get back to that. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Prosperity, Indiana, and Indianapolis by car are at least forty-five minutes apart. So they're forty-five minutes apart. You explained everything to Sarah. How did you have sixteen minutes left to go?
2: Because the Impala is magical. We've seen it. That, that,
0: that has been such it's a magical such a, that has That is such a thorn in my in my. That is just stuck in my craw from day one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it drives me nuts <laughs> because it does throw me. It does
2: throw me out of it. I'm like, how did you? No, wait, no. <laughs> We've seen them travel across the, across the country in less than like three hours. <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting
0: for them they got across Texas in. Twice. I'm waiting for they got across Texas in six hours one day, and I'm gonna be like, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> time, time does not move the same on TV as it does in real life. No, no it and does
0: they're not, not the only ones. And they're not the only ones who do that. So true, true. true. It's
2: like on CSI, you know, they get their test results back in like two seconds and mm-hmm. reality it takes days oh so, yeah and yeah and again because the 57 minutes
0: is arbitrary you could have picked any time for them to get there like you could have said two hours you could have said an hour and a half you could have picked a valid time frame that number is arbitrary so you picked a bad time frame Mm. But it was a
2: great episode It has a a lot going on Um,
0: My other issue
2: Oh Oh, god God. shut up I'm so sorry I have a
1: lot
0: of like Maybe this isn't an issue issue, so much as a question Wait it's okay we're going to cure a demon But we're going to leave it in the person's body and neglect the fact that there was an innocent person who now no longer exists. Because okay, that
2: was something yeah, that was something I definitely wanted to talk about. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I feel like what what
0: the what that what that new exorcism does is basically send the innocent soul to heaven. Because it's a very similar thing we get as to when the angels die or when Metatron brought Kevin back. It's that same uh, visual effects that we get. So, I, yeah, that's, I, that
2: bothers me. I'm hoping we find out next week what happens. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, it's not right that, you know, the demon, they get cured. Yes, I'm very happy to hear that. But first of all, they did, that person had to do something pretty bad to get to the sentence to hell in the first place. And mm-hmm. And secondly, know, yeah, what about the poor of the person that they're possessing? So you know, and even though they're not evil anymore, they're still possessing somebody. So and honestly, um, that's an
0: issue I've had since season four, when the when Ruby's knife is introduced. When well, we went from doing exorcisms to try to save the person to. Um, like I was telling my killing them right and left
4: without even yeah. acting. Like when, <laughs> yeah, like
0: when Giles when Giles was training Buffy and he said, "You simply plunge and move on. Plunge and move on." That's how I feel with the deal. Like you have no regard for the innocent human that that body belongs mm-hmm. to. And yeah, yeah
2: I just <sighs> well, bothers Well, the when when Father Thompson
0: cured cured the demon in that man and he sounded normal did we did we hear any more what what happened no
3: because
2: because sam, perhaps,
4: stopped, sam,
2: sam stopped the recording right then right so mm-hmm. I, that could be significant because maybe i remember thinking
0: when i was watching it i'm like sam you should finish you should, you guys should finish listening to everything because okay it seemed to work but what if it didn't hold or or you guys didn't finish listening. What could have happened? Of course, if he was cured, maybe maybe once he was cured, then then the demon is out of the body, goes to heaven, and then whatever then the uh, person he was possessing comes back. But of course, again, if the demon's gone. How how hard have they been riding that? meat suit? Are they even going to survive the demon leaving them? Exactly. Do they know We've seen where they don't survive. hmm So, but but I I remember I remember thinking, Sam, you guys should finish watching that because you don't know how it actually ended. You don't. You didn't watch any farther. So. Oh, I have a question though. Huge. They're not actually watching it though. They're just listening to the reel to reel. And we're getting to see the flashback, right? Right, right. Okay, I wasn't sure. Because the first time I watched it, I didn't catch that. It wasn't until the second or third time I watched it that I caught that. Yeah, they're really ridiculous.
2: They're just showing it in black and white, I think, to kind of mask, you know, the film that we they showed earlier. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, um, speaking of... Uh, not knowing exactly how something um, is going to end and not having all the information, I and If I were Cass, I would not trust Metatron any farther than no. I would
1: know
0: him. No. <laughs> not only that, it's, a, it's like, wow, you did not learn from your mistakes at all, did you? Because you're literally. I, I don't know if I told to you, but it's Einstein's literal definition of infinity repeating the same action and hoping for a different outcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're Once again, you're going to go behind Sam and Dean's back and try to fix it all because mm-hmm. you think there's a better plan. It hasn't worked okay. how many times over, and you're still going to do it.
2: Yeah,
0: um, I think, and, and, me, and uh, Cass is, is just so focused on fixing things, fixing himself, and now he's got Dean angry at him. and It's the last thing he wants. So he's thinking whatever he can do, and he's not thinking clearly, and he's not thinking things through. So, yeah, it didn't work last time, Cass. I don't know why you think it's going to be okay this time. So. Yeah. And, you know, you have, you have two scenes in this episode where Cass is – literally reflecting upon what he's done. So you have when he asks Dean for forgiveness and Dean tells him for what. And you can see Castiel, like, take a moment to think and reflect, and he says everything. And then you have this scene with Metatron where he's telling him, I've, done, I've shed so much blood, and he, we get the flashback. And then he says how much he's tried to atone. So it's not like, you know... This is not something that's far from his thoughts at any
2: point. I do have to say that the the scene where Castile went shopping for Dean uh, love. Love.
3: That's probably
2: <laughs> the single most sweetest scene I've ever seen mm-hmm. on Supernatural. That scene, I was just sitting there watching it and just thinking was that, Oh, bless his heart You know, he's just trying yeah. so hard to find the stuff that Dean <laughs> likes and I love it what so to what, Dean, what Dean needs is um beef turkey corn toilet paper toilet, toilet paper eggs and beer and pie <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and cheese, and if you don't have cheese. pie, Cass will kill you pie <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the and
0: someone had a gif of this uh somewhere. And I like the moment where he picks up the toilet paper and kind of looks at like he's not sure. If somebody had a gift, and they're like, "Does Dean even poop?" And I was like, <laughs>
3: "Cassie, I
0: wonder <someone> that." <laughs> <laughs> the Winchesters are so magical. Do they even need toilet paper?
2: <laughs> well, quite, well, yeah. Dean once said. Dean once said that every time uh, Cass would would. Take him somewhere. He, he poop for a week. Oh,
1: that's hilarious! <laughs> <right. laughs> Constantly <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> and I do like at the end of that scene where like Kaffiel still walks out with all the groceries, like yeah, with that, yeah. He still got the six pack and he still got the bag of groceries,
2: and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're like, I can't
0: leave this behind, though. I need this.
2: <laughs> and I love the. Um, poor guy, the kid works at the store. Dude. 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 Yes. <laughs> dude. Uh, and
0: I did like Metatron puts a virgin down. <laughs>
2: you know he's thinking, Dude, <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Dude.
0: Like, so I did and although that was my second favorite episode scene uh, of the episode. My favorite was Abaddon. Oh, she's so fun. I like she's. So when they put her back together, number one, visual effects team, that was freaking awesome. Mm. Um, but the actress is just so much
2: fun to watch. Elena Hutton. Yes. She is. Great. Yes. yes. She's if, fantastic. She's on too, so everybody who's on Twitter, you need to follow her. She's awesome.
0: Yeah, she was just fantastic in her, uh, in the short amount of time we saw her in this episode. She's fantastic. I really, really enjoyed her. So that was actually my first favorite scene of the episode, then Castiel Shopping. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, I, Crowley, I think, you know, Over the years, you know, Crowley's done some pretty evil things and all, but I have to say that this episode, he was the most evil, I think, that we've ever seen him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a
0: reminder because he's
2: been kind of, they've
0: even sort of of worked with the Winchesters on and uh off, and all of a sudden we got a big reminder of that he's the king of hell.
2: Yeah, he's basically
0: the devil now, so. Yeah, he is that Um,
2: bad. He is that evil. He is that ruthless,
0: and this was someone who was not, well, he wasn't just a salesman. Apparently, he started out as one, because that's what Abaddon said, what, the salesman? And he was obviously somebody who who started out as a salesman, but certainly wasn't going to stay that way, because he was the head crossroads demon, and from there. He went on to become king of hell. So, yeah, he absolutely reminded us in this episode. And I, I like that because it is what they're doing. Like, when you think about, like, the true essence of the devil, um, some, he's not always so outright evil and you forget that he's evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the times that Crowley has worked with them, you know, Dean and Cassie have gotten gotten into this mode where they're like, oh, we get to mock Crowley and talk shit to Crowley. Oh, sorry about the language. um, And just generally, you know, think that we're on the same level as Crowley. And Crowley was really like, no, 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 let me explain to you how much you can't do anything. Mm. It was so awful to hear him saying their very own Family motto, you know, mm-hmm. same hunting things, the family business, and it sounded like, like profanity from him. Yeah, you know, yeah, it he was, was he used with it, made it sound like, like it was, at, just painted he, he it. It was so good.
2: And I, I, that night, after that, uh, that scene was on. Somebody tweeted to us. Her name, I, I went and looked up because I favorited this tweet. Hailstorm twenty-three tweeted to us. He said the thing. Crowley's not allowed to say the thing. <laughs> and That was just, I'm like, oh, that that's I love that. That cut me up. I'm like, I'm favoriting this tweet. That just cut me <laughs> up. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I
0: I I have to like I have to take out a, a second
2: here because I just popped over to
0: Twitter and I have to I have to quote Osric's tweet. He says he's you know he's watching first season of Supernatural for the first time and it's been so much fun to 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 watch him watch the show for the first time. He's got some great comments, but he just said he's like I just watched the steamiest episode, being so sappy in season one and Cassie.
2: Oh, <laughs> me up. What he's what he's focusing on. I am having. So much fun reading Osric's tweets as he's watching the first season. It's it's so fun to, right? You know, hear what he he thinks as he's go as he's going along. Like he tweeted once last night. He said, "Dean's the same age as me."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's been so
0: much, but it's always fun to to watch someone watch the show for the first time and and
2: just oh, see what they focus yeah. on. You see, just now he just said, also, it was a racist truck. I finally get that, but that doesn't make it any less, I don't know, it was a racist truck. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's so much fun. And and did you see
0: he's holding a a little contest for uh, the best fan art and then the Prizes, he's going to take, like, the three winners out to lunch at the Dallas. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, I saw that. And I went, wow. That's super so, cool. sweet. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And
2: just to answer this little question, it's going back and forth on Twitter right now. Julie um, Rules originally um, tweeted to us about 10 minutes ago, uh, the priest died two days after carrying the demon. She wanted to know if it has anything to do with the cure coming back to buy him. Well, I just um, saw that the, that tweet. Yeah. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But no, oh, but no, it because doesn't. Abaddon, Abaddon says she tore him apart. Yep, Abaddon came back, and so Paleonat oh. Paleonat uh, did um, reply back to both of us, us and Jilly Rules, and said didn't Abaddon kill the priest? And so I wanted, yes, Abaddon says in the episode that she did kill the priest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: she's the one who tore him apart. So I I have to oh, say when you guys named Donnelly Rhodes back in the episode, um, you know, he was when, when originally when I saw that he was going to be an emperor, I thought he was going to be one of the flashback people because he was also in Wendigo. And, you know, but now he was in the episode playing the young priest who's now old. That's why but, he looks familiar. I, my mother yes. and I was like, That that guy looks
3: so familiar.
2: Who is he? I was like, I don't know. He was in Wendigo. <laughs> And what I thought was a nice little touch was when they showed him as a young priest, which was a completely different actor, of course, you know, in the film, he was smoking a lot, which anybody who watched Battlestar Battlestar Galactica knows, Donnelly Rhodes played the doctor on there, and he was smoking all the time, even when he was taking care of patients. So I don't know if they did that on purpose or not to show, you know, his character was still smoking back then, but I just, you know, I thought that was cute. Huh.
0: I never watched Star, so I didn't catch that. I just thought it was more of a look. You can tell how old this is because people smoke without shame. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. That was my thought. <laughs> like, this <is> <laughs> what? <laughs> um. So, one thing I want to so from the time that Metatron and Castiel were at that cafe. She knew who they who they were because she could see their halos, right? Right. So, That's what, she said. what was the point of it then? Well, I don't like, think it what, like, what was the point of her flirting with
2: Castiel? Like, what? Why, why well, did she just okay. feel like mm-hmm. She may see angels quite often. Who knows? You know, she may see them, you know, she may have seen them in the past before and they didn't do anything. They didn't Threaten her or anything then, so she, you know, didn't know that they would try to kill her. because so, who, you know, it sounds like Metatron is basically the only one who knows about the trials on the Angel Tablet.
0: Which um, I don't think are true. I think I, I yeah. really believe that Metatron is screwing with Castiel in some way because hmm. we don't have the same, you know, flashy, flashy spark kind of stuff as we get when Sam completes a trial. Unless it's tablet specific, but I would think not. Yeah, um, his
2: arm his arm didn't glow or anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, there there's no indicator that he but it was
2: there's no indicator that he
0: completed the task correctly, basically, is the way I see it.
2: Right. And, well he didn't do the
0: do the chant either. I mean there's there's been I a... I see why wouldn't Metatron tell him you have to chant the chant? Well, Metatron has his own agenda, obviously, exactly. and who's going to doubt him? He's supposedly the word of God, and what if, of course, well, he would I'm, remember what the yeah. tablets would say. Well, who would doubt him? Well, he could just say what he wants them to say. He could be I, up for a big power play. That's I exactly think what so I, was thinking. I was, yeah, I was thinking because we get in the in the episode before we get him saying, basically, that he threw a temper tantrum because people weren't respecting him. Mm-hmm. That's basically mm-hmm. what it comes down to. And then in this episode, we get him specifically saying, like, yeah, Naomi's a player, but she's not the only one. There's a bunch of people vying for control. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really clear and, cut. Well, he said he's been listening, right, to Angel Radio, basically. After all this time, now he decides to tune back in. I think he's been tuning back in. I feel like this whole I don't know what's
3: going on, is a fact hmm
0: I really feel like he's, like, it's just, he's pretending. And, like, a lot of people have brought up, like, you read, you were, like, on a mission to devour every book in existence, and you never came across the Carver Edmund series, really? Yeah. And like Sam
2: says, we're the friggin' Winchesters, you know? I mean, yeah, like, you would have
0: no. to be completely cut off from everything, and I feel like someone who's throwing a temper tantrum... Would occasionally check in to see, do they miss me? Do they, mm. is, is it falling apart without me? What's going on? And he's just saying, it's I'm just like a child throwing a temper tantrum. The whole point is for attention. And somebody who mm. keeps saying, I'm just a pencil pusher. I'm just mm-hmm. in the secretarial pool. And I'm like, ah, well, no. I, and then he, he, more, yeah. he tells, tells Castiel, I'm the brains, you're the
3: muscle.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Do not think. Yeah, so.
3: I, don't, I
0: don't. I don't trust that scribe. Mm-mm.
2: And also, where did he leave Kevin? You know, because what? he should be protecting Kevin right now, and he's all left Kevin by himself. Yeah. Where's mm-hmm. Kevin? I hope Kevin's Hello. all right. Yeah, me too. You know. Unless he's with his um
0: the, the Native American hotel owner clerk who is also bringing the stories unless he felt safe enough to leave him there but i don't I don't know about that in my own uh, little fantasy world Metatron found uh mama tran and their their, their uh, you know uh, sit in their uh, room yeah. catch it up. And that's I like my idea. story, and I'm sticking
2: to it. I like that idea. Yeah, Mama Tran and Garth. Garth took Mama Tran, and they're on the run, and they contacted Kevin, and now they're all together in Vegas, hiding their <laughs> um, Oh, I just thought another <laughs> thing that I
0: thought was kind of weird. The episode was like, um, I guess continuity or whatever, but... For Dean to say, do we still have that old uh, field uh, surgical kit Yeah. dads? No. you um, know good and well. You should know if it's there or not because, number one, you, re- you keep track of the Impala. You had to reassemble the, the trunk after Sam's year sabbatical.
2: And you can't yes. tell me they haven't
0: had to use that thing in eight years. Are you kidding we- me?
2: We've seen them sewing selling each other up, you know, through the season. Exactly. That's what so, I'm saying. You've had to use each other, yeah. use it on each other in the past
0: seven, eight years. You know it's there. What do you mean? Is it there? Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> and I think they, they've gone through every supply in it a thousand times over. They've been injured yeah, so I more mean, often. <laughs> I really believe that they're still using John's surgical uh, kit with all mm. the original. Items you had to replenish that you you really
2: haven't run out of thread in eight years. Okay, all right. and all all the times those guys are damaged and cut up and you know it's, yeah they've ha- they've went through that stuff. Yeah. Well, we've uh-huh. seen a
0: scene. Well, we've seen more than one scene of Sam sewing himself up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dean watching him because he's waiting yep. to get his shoulder popped back in, but Sam was trying mm-hmm. to. Ditch himself up beforehand.
2: And and then, you know, there was you know, last year with the whole hand thing. Or was that yeah? last year? No, six. Okay. <laughs> six, six. No, no, seven. Six, Seven.
0: Yeah. Seven.
2: Seven, seven yeah. Seven. <laughs> yeah, seven was Leviathans. Six yeah, six was no soul. Six was okay. soul. <laughs> okay, we're good, we're good.
0: Seven Leviathans. Okay, got it. <laughs> six was the other time that Castiel went off on his own and tried to fix everything and didn't tell me what he was doing and screwed it all up. That's right. My bad.
1: <laughs> oh, Cass, I get all what those- we gonna do with you.
0: Oh, Castiel. <laughs> I spell. Um, We've had a poor caller
2: holding for a little while. <laughs> oh. Actually, we've had two two callers. Um, Though the first time I left this one caller on, they
0: they hung up. <laughs> so I'm going to do them first because they've been holding the longest, and then okay, go on to the second one. Hello, Winchester
2: Radio. Sorry about the wait. Anybody there? hello hello hi winchester radio you calling us they're not hello? there they don't want to talk okay to us. all right <laughs> well goodbye
3: again and next caller hello winchester radio um hello
4: hi it's hi. winchester radio Hi, um, I'm just calling because I'd like to see what you guys think more about the tension between Dean and Cass. Um, Do you guys think Dean is holding a grudge a little too long, or do you think that he should be able to be this angry at Cass and frustrated because of, like, Cass obviously triggered his abandonment issues? Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I think you know, Dean. You know, we we've seen Dean get pretty upset at Sam. You know, he thinks of Castiel like a brother, just like Sam, and he, you know, he's he holds a grudge with Sam for a while. We've seen it, like the whole choosing Ruby over him thing, and you know, he held that grudge for a while. So I I can totally you know I think it's, I can totally see Dean up, being upset here, and. If me personally, if it was my friend who, I, you know, who I considered, you know, loved like a brother and he treated, he, you know, didn't trust me enough with something really important like with, with, with Casio with that angel tablet and then it just all went to hell basically because he didn't trust me, I would be pretty upset. And I would also end up forgiving him too, so.
4: I, I have
0: a similar answer but with a difference. I think... Yes, Dean is very good at holding a grudge. And especially when it's someone that he, like he said, you know, Castiel's family. So when family hurts you and family does that, it, it hurts, it cuts so much deeper. However, I do think that this grudge or this particular time frame is a little unjustified because he knows that Castiel is being controlled by Naomi. So he didn't have control of his own faculties. So to blame him for ignoring him, I think, is a little unfair.
4: Yeah, I can see that.
0: So I think it's twofold. I think, yeah, Dean can really, when he really wants to and he's really, really hurt, that grudge is a hard thing to, to push aside for him. But I do think that he's, he's right now he's blaming Castiel at the wrong time for the wrong thing.
4: Yeah, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Thank uh-huh. you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
2: I think that other person that keeps calling and then not talking, they've mm-hmm. called back again. I'm wondering if maybe they think this is the only way they can listen to the podcast because you hear it while you're on hold. So, Oh, that's true. Okay. So maybe, maybe they're just calling in to listen said because the they back code again.
0: One, you said the area code was 817, right?
2: 810?
0: Eight 810. Eight it's in Michigan.
2: So maybe and they're just calling. You know, if you're listening to us, hi. <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> talk, to, and talk to us if you want to. Please.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, tweet. Tweet us. <laughs> To but pick up the phone. Maybe, maybe they're just calling in because this is, for some reason, the only way they can listen. So,
3: okay. Well,
2: thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> so just yeah. keep them on hold, I guess. Well, we have tried several times. Um, I do.
0: This is really random, but I was thinking about it. I really like that. Okay, this, I don't like that Sarah had to die because, you know, nobody likes that. But I like that she died in a very clean way, that we didn't, like, she didn't explode, she didn't worsen the flame, her head <laughs> didn't, like, twist off. It was just, you know, a yeah. clean, quiet death. I think that was very respectful, and it almost gave it more and
2: impact. I, that's what I was going to say. I think, yeah, that made it more effective, in my opinion, because, you know, She's just laying there, as beautiful as always, but dead. And you know, Sam has to look at her. And I, I'm sorry, but that scene just broke my heart. It was, it gave me the chills with with Crowley doing his whole speech over top of, you know, with Dom rushing around trying to find the hex bag, and Sarah's laying on the floor dying. And all I can think about is. Here's, you know, Sam. First of all, he's already in horrible shape to begin with. He's losing another person that he's cared about. And it just, it just broke my heart. I just, I, it was just horrible. Yeah. And then Dean had the hex bag all along. In That's what I thought was really,
0: yeah, the fact that it was in the phone, like it's basically saying, like, Because you chose to continue to listen to what Crowley was saying, you didn't cut Crowley off. You didn't hang up the phone and say, screw you. You didn't throw the phone any sooner. You listened, you heard Crowley out. And if you maybe stopped listening to Crowley, you could have saved her. That's the part that I thought was really just, that part really got to me, like the idea of that.
2: Yeah, and you know as soon as when when they saw the hex back there, you know that's exactly what they're thinking. It's only being withdrawn that like thirty seconds sooner, you know,, and, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. but you know yeah. Crowley
0: was giving such a compelling soliloquy that much like us, they were sucked into listening to listening to it, letting Crowley go on, mhm, although, I'm not entirely sure how the hex bags fit in the phone, but let's not get into semantics on that. <laughs>
2: Well, it wasn't a sub one, You know, it was an actual landline. It was, so. But it was one of those thin, like, fancy new landline cordlesses. Maybe it and
0: was, was like a pretty big. Antala. It was a pretty
2: fat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a magical hex bag, which, you know, they're magical. <laughs> and, you know, it was able to morph into smaller size to fit into the phone. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: oh, whatever gosh. gets into the
1: night. <laughs>
0: You know, I, I just realized how much of Supernatural really depends on TARDIS technology. Because yes. <laughs> things are bigger and smaller and faster on the inside and the outside.
4: Well, and and the
0: the bunker is a prime example of that. Like, Not only do you have a shooting range, you now have a dungeon. Okay, so it is
4: Finally. literally big.
0: Finally a dungeon, Finally. which is super creepy. I thought that was super creepy coming from Dean who went to hell and was torturing souls in hell, and he's like, finally, we have a dungeon. That was creepy to me, Dean Winchester, very creepy. I was like, I don't want you to be that stoked about it. I know, but it was so Dean. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was. Yeah, it's, really it's like when of, he found how how out Bobby had a panic room. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't think I trust you around this kind of stuff. <laughs> and I love That's how every so week cute. we're seeing more and more of the Men of Letters bunker. I just love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I enjoy that so much more than I thought I would because I really, I was initially hesitant about it. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it going to work? Was it going to work? Was it just going to be cheesy? But no, I really enjoyed it.
2: No, yeah, I love it. I just wanted to was that dungeon supposed to actually be the one that was in the film that they were watching?
0: Yes, because it has film, the same
2: shackles. In the film, though, it looks bigger. Well, but we see
0: it. We don't really see it, because see it, it's so dark when we see it. <laughs>
2: It like it it's like a, a magical house. dungeon, and it's just where <laughs> <laughs> you the it. in.
1: <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> oh,
0: perfect.
2: Oh, and and is the dungeon underground? Like way, way underground? Because dungeons are usually way underground. I mean, did did we see them
0: like go downstairs? Yeah, is that like a record? Gym? Gym? Make on a... Just that it was yeah. room seven B. And I'm uh, what I want to know is okay. Like when you're in a like a hotel, the number is the floor. Like, are there seven levels? That's what I want to know. Like
2: how, do they, how I, does it? how does the room numbering work? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing too. Is like, is there just like, you know, is there seven levels or mm-hmm. for someone, that room is special? That's why it gets the B, you know, or you know, mm-hmm. you know, B for dungeon. I don't know. No, <laughs> for Be <bungeon. laughs> for bad room. Yeah. You <laughs> remind
0: me of fussy when he says, blind visible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just, 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 just make it work however you can.
1: <laughs> hmm.
2: But those, those video, that video that they watched uh, and then the one that we saw where they were just listening to the audio, those were some of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Oh, it was creepy. Yes, mm-hmm. it was really, really creepy.
0: Really creepy. And
2: like you know, the chest and burster, and that
0: was just whoa. The that the bloody hand over the mouth thing—that's creepy. I'm sorry. That's, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like, I literally went, "That is not okay, supernatural." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <that? Not> sanitary. <laughs> mm. um, I want to know, like, there was really no
0: explanation given for it, but how come the abomination waitress was so much stronger than Castiel?
3: Yeah. Like she's if only
0: she, half, half angel. If she's
2: half human, I don't
0: know. Mm-hmm. And also,
2: apparently, I've been pronouncing... But she is wrong all these years. I always oh, thought it yeah, was Nephilim, and they pronounce it Nephilim. Um. I think it's one of those things, because um, I've always said Nephilim.
0: I think it's more mm. of regional. Which, speaking of regional things, I've, and I've, I've always wanted to say this, because I've really only told like, two or three people. Every time Dean says demonic and people get, like, all like, oh, Jensen. I've never understood it, because...
2: How does everybody else say it? I say demonic. I think people think of demonic, like D-U-H, demonic, demonic. But you don't fight demons. (laughs) You fight demons. I, I
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's like a southern Texas thing, because every person I've asked are people like in my real life. Like, that watch the show, and they're like, yeah, Tom's find me. I'm like, the Internet says he's wrong. I don't understand what the Internet wants. But the Internet says say, he's saying it wrong.
2: I say demonic. I don't say demonic. I say demonic. I say demonic. I say demonic.
0: But you don't <laughs> like demons.
2: <laughs> well, well anyway, if you add two
0: letters, it changes
2: the beat the no. of the word. Yeah. In yeah. Kentucky, they're called demons, okay? In Kentucky, they're demons. Demons. People fight their demons. That's a horror <laughs> ballgame.
0: We're going to cut down demonic son of a bitches. And that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm thinking Yeah, it's always baffled. We we're like, why did keep saying you say, say it wrong? It's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, like, I guess it is like a regional thing. I don't know. They're demons, so they're demonic. So, but now I an answer. <laughs> we can all agree they're no good.
4: <laughs> I, I, no matter how you pronounce them, um, they're not good
0: people. They're no, no good. No. They're I have a question good. because, and before I, before I say how I feel about it, I just going to ask the question. How did you guys feel about the the demon? Uh, his answer to how it felt to kill the children—that it was orgasmic. How did you guys feel about that line? It weirded me out. I thought of all the words, especially in that time, that's not the word I would have expected. Thank you. That's exactly how I felt.
2: It it was not
0: time appropriate and really strange choice of word. Yes. And I thought, am I just being like really puritatic like all of a sudden? uh?" No. (laughs) No, because if it had been... Meg, you know, or something, and she said that I would not have been as taken aback. And it that made a little more sense, because she's like they still like contemporary. Yeah. They're, yeah, like you said, they're contemporary demons. <laughs> okay, yeah. It it was it felt weird to me too. I was like, okay. Yeah, I remember it did, it, it made me pause, like, what? <laughs> it was a little it was a little strange. We
2: have a couple more callers, I think. Yes. Um, we've had one already. Let's try this one. Hello, Winchester Radio.
3: You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 This is Monica Hargrove from Twitter. Oh, hey, Monica. How are you? Hey. I had a plan on my laptop, and I paused it and called in, and I can hear everything y'all are saying. <laughs> so I really didn't miss anything.
1: <laughs>
3: but my question was, um, and it's been, it's going around a lot, because the trials are going so late in the season, do you think that they're going to use season nine for more of the trials, or are they just going to end it? Do you think they're going to drag ah. them into season nine? I personally think that, that, that
2: I think that they will do the third trial in the last episode. Well, but I don't think once you do the third trial, boom, the gates of hell are automatically closed. I still think there would have to be a step after that. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe season nine will deal with the actual closing.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I had been thinking about that before. Like, were they going to? make the trials overlap seasons. But after the next week on, I figure they're going to close up the trial, like, finish out the trials, but it's going to end, you know, just how, you know, season four ended. it's just how, where, right as that happens, and then it's that, now what kind of thing, you know? Yeah,
3: because I it was just, me. like, Metatron, I don't trust that guy as far as I can throw him.
0: Right.
3: You do either. No, no. And... And and he starts. Okay, let's get on the angel trials. And I'm like, it's the episode before the season finale. Like, what? what? And you can't. Come on, you can't just take Cass. And okay, we're gonna go do this. I don't think Angel can do the angel trials. Yeah, no, it's, it's like
2: you know. You're you you can not you know, a demon doing the demon trials, you know, we've got Sam doing it. So yeah, that is a little weird. I agree with you there. hmm Yeah, it's uh
0: there's something very, very suspicious about all of it. And they they could find I mean the um um the Leviathan tablet went fairly quickly, but the the demon tablets lasted all season, so the Angel tablet could could figure into at least part of next season, especially if they're what's actually on the angel tablet has absolutely nothing to do with what Natatron's talking about so and I mean, I thought it would be cool if
2: Dean handled the angel tablet, uh-huh, that's yeah, was that's what I, would,
3: mm-hmm. so that's so what I was for... hoping, yeah, yeah, because me too. I was like I was so ready for Dean to have something juicy this year,
2: mhm.
3: Nope.
0: Well, and it, it, it's if Metatron, Metatron is is faking all this, and so and all this, then the Angel Tablet could still be perfectly available for Dean because mine. Metatron isn't mm-hmm. doesn't have the real Angel Tablet. Or he's but talking about my tablet. my question would be, we all agree that Metatron is an untrustworthy manipulative bastard, and this. So yeah. My, what I wonder is, what would be the motivation to use the angel tablet to close the gates of heaven? What's, what's the motivation there?
3: Not well, me out. And every uh-huh. angel we've ever
2: met besides Castiel and Anna are dicks. So <laughs> you
3: keep know, still up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 he's so, essentially an angel, right?
1: Hmm?
3: What was that? He's essentially still an angel, right? He just left. He did what Gabriel did, right? Right, He's right, he right. Yeah, be locking himself full. out or in. If, he, if heaven's closed, wouldn't he kind of still be the only angel left on earth?
0: Maybe that's the point. Because I uh-huh. would also have to think, like, if Naomi's part of that, like, are you going to lock Naomi in or lock Naomi out? And you mm-hmm. have to make sure that when you complete the third trial for the angel tablet that she's on the side you want her to be on where she can't get in or out. Yeah, I don't trust her either. And I, <laughs> oh, definitely, <sighs> definitely don't
2: trust her, no.
0: She's no, not done don't anything. trust or like
2: her. Yeah, she's not done anything to make
0: us trust her. No, I like Abaddon so much more, and she's an evil demon. I
2: know. <laughs> I
3: know. <laughs> ex- yeah, that was what I tweeted out. Uh, Wednesday night I'm like Please have her On your last show mm-hmm. <laughs> She oh, is so well, you awesome know, I just well, can't well. ever remember her name
2: Well we will Since you're You know You're the one Who tweeted that About to it And I told you That we would be We have a special okay. guest For next week So I think we should Just go ahead And announce Who our guest Will be For the season finale What do you guys think Okay <laughs> to her. To her. Go for it Okay So <laughs> no. okay. It's Best for this finale podcast is Mark
4: Shepard. Oh, well, I, Mark. <laughs> I just
3: hope she <laughs> gets. I just hope she gets some good shots in on him. Because I was oh, sitting there I like. They're... I was sitting there like watching her die, and I'm like,
0: <gasps> no. Yeah, between what I she have... said and her reaction about Crowley, I'm I'm guessing. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch together. Yeah, so oh
4: fun yeah. She's so
0: funny.
4: I just pretty can upset you tweet? That hell's, yeah, hell's upset. Hell's
2: not like it was when she left. Can you tweet me her name?
3: Because I can never it's, remember
2: it. Yeah, it's Elena Husband. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely tweet it. We follow her on Twitter too. If you want to look for who we follow. Um, yeah, I usually look through a lot of y'all stuff. Let me see. She should be one that we've I just
3: recently. sent it to you. You should be getting okay. it to you in a
2: couple seconds.
3: Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not going to take any more y'all's time, but we're I just want to call her and say hey because I've never gotten through. Hope you're not disappointed with Mark Shepard. We're very <laughs> excited to be no, on our podcast I next love week. Mark. <laughs> I love, I love Mark. I love Mark, but I'm just like, oh, she needs to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> If, if she doesn't we, die, maybe
2: next season. Right, exactly. <laughs> we still
0: have a chance, maybe. <laughs> well, we we know we pretty much can't kill her, so. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. It was great talking y'all. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for
4: calling. calling. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Um, it's
2: nice talking to her. She tweets us all the time. It's nice actually talking to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now I have a voice to put with the Twitter handle. I
2: always like that. So I
0: think she's like possibly the only one on our Twitter who's kind of disappointed we're having Mark Shepard on <laughs> next week. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, but, but why not Lena
2: Hoffman? We're having the king of hell king. on our podcast next week. Jeez, come on. <laughs> Mark. It's Mark friggin' shepherd. Thing of the I mean, he's been on every show ever created, I think,
1: so. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, pretty yeah. much.
0: And he makes every, one, uh extra special whenever he's on. Mm. I mean, he's so memorable,
2: so, yeah. And Mark, Mark will be at the Asylum Convention next week when he calls us, which kind of is now, I guess, uh a thing with us because last year for our season finale, James Patrick Stewart called in from the asylum convention to be our finale guest. So this year we have Mark Shepard, so I guess, you know, it's a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's right. <laughs> well, now there's pressure <laughs> for Never the end of yeah. ninth season. <laughs>
4: exactly.
2: Yeah. Um we have we have one more caller. She called it earlier and she I, Sounds like maybe she thought of something else. So I'm gonna put her on.
4: Maybe. Click. Hello, Winchester Radio. You're back. Oh hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did think of something after I hung up. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, you guys know how Dean hasn't really been involved all that much in this season, uh, besides taking care of Sam and his conflict with Kat. He isn't doing any trials or anything. So I was thinking, and maybe the way that the writers put him into this show is near the end. The trials put Cass and Sam in life-threatening danger, and Dean has to choose between the two of them
2: to save. Ooh. So he'll have to sacrifice one of them, because that's the name of the season finale, sacrifice. So you would have mm-hmm. to
0: sacrifice
2: one yeah. to save the yeah. other. That's wow. a good theory. That's a very interesting theory. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what you guys thought of it. That would be that would be a heartbreaker.
2: <laughs> and quite a cliffhanger for the end of the season. Which was, you bit, know, is the kind, lady kind of, the of thing. And it's
4: the kind
2: of thing Supernatural likes to do. So you never mm-hmm. know. Could be. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> thank you. Well, hey, you know, thank you. If you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hmm. Boy, that would be That would be
0: a tough one, choosing between Cass and Sam.
2: Maybe. I think he, he because, would
0: choose Sam. Because I, I kind of assumed the sacrifice was more, like, Sam orientated, but that's an interesting theory she has.
2: Yeah, I, well, we could get. A I would of think sacrifices. he would pick Sam. I would think he would yeah. pick Sam if he had to choose between the two. <laughs> and
0: that's yeah. why I think it's an interesting theory, but like clearly, he's always gonna pick Sam because it's blood at the end of the
2: day. Yeah,
0: and he's already sold his soul for the kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I wonder. The, the title is sacrifice, and spoiler uh, alert. Sorry. Um, if you're that much of a spoiler phobe, <laughs> um, there could be many, many sacrifices and many kinds of sacrifices as, as well. Mm-hmm. And it's also, what are you willing to sacrifice to succeed? What are you going to have to sacrifice to? To have the gates of hell closed completely. You're going to sacrifice a person. Is it a literal sacrifice? You sacrifice I, your life, your innocence, must, your soul. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's going to be one of those things, just like with this episode, where the title means different things. Like we, it's a clip show because okay, we're, we're also watching, we're watching the videos from the Men of Letters, but we're also getting the flashback moments, and then we're bringing back new characters and. I mean, old characters. So there's different reasons why the episode name makes sense. I'm thinking sacrifice is going to be the same way, where there's going to be multiple mm-hmm. reasons why the why the why the name sacrifice will fit just in the like, episode.
2: Just like last
0: week with the Great Escapist, you know, there were several people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm I'm
1: thinking it's going to be multi-level. Mm-hmm.
2: And I I think it's so interesting that um, the um, Arrow finale, which is on right before the Supernatural one, is is also also named Sacrifice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And apparently the season finale for Vikings was also called Sacrifice. I don't Uh, watch it. Apparently Sacrifice Sacrifice is the N word this year. Yeah. It's a big theme (laughs) for
0: 2013,
2: Sacrifice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of scary. Yep. And Sam is just
2: getting worse by the day. Oh my God! He looks better and this I know week this is... than he did last week. Yeah, he looks mm-hmm. even better. I disagree with Sarah though. Sarah Blake was wrong. i oh, oh, better she's now. very
0: wrong than it was in season yeah. one. She's disagree. Much Sorry, Sarah. I mean, you're I, get wrong. It. I know, I know you're
2: dead
0: and all, but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no disrespect yeah. to the dead, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we are united hair frontier. <laughs> the
2: haircut- <laughs> yes. Not, not the good. one thing we all three agree on is the state <laughs> of San Winchester's hair. <laughs> and, you know, it was also kind of mean, like, you know, you've got
0: this fantastic life and you look fantastic and you're sitting there like, with his tuberculosis, you're like, oh, by the way, your hair, not that good. <laughs> so I kind of like, man, give the guy a break. <laughs> so, no. Never mind. <laughs>
2: and I, have, I felt so bad for him there in that scene where she's talking about her husband and her baby, mm. and, you know, here he is looking like crap and, you know, sitting there with her, and he doesn't have anything. And it reminded me of blood. He <laughs> it has reminded a me. Well, you know what I mean. And uh-huh. it reminded me kind of when um Riley came back on Buffy with his wife. Oh
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, it reminded me kind of that of that, but I was like, yeah, you, know, you know, but hey, Sam, you're alive now, and she's not. So there you go. <laughs> There's that. <Wow. laughs> yeah. That was cold. <laughs> yeah. But, I was
0: like, I was really bummed out, but now that you're dead, winner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I do feel sorry because boy, her husband and and Your child, family.
0: all because yeah, that of was Sam when and I because, you know, our Sam and Dean, were Sam and Dean the ones to tell him, did they leave her body? Like,
3: how yeah. did you really know
0: that? The other thing, speaking of, like, leaving behind, I really liked about Crowley's speech was, it's something I've always thought about is, you know, they blow into town, they save the day, and then they blow out of town. But these people went through this huge traumatic thing that turned their entire worldview upside down.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the
0: two people who can explain it are gone within like forty eight hours, mhm, and they do have this you know sense of these you know this this we did good because we saved them, but they you just leave them behind, so you don't mm-hmm. have to deal with the aftermath in any way, and so that's something I've always thought about like these people that you basically go in and screw up,
2: mhm, and then you yeah.
0: So I, I really like that Crowley brought it up. He did it in a different way, but just the fact that, you know, making them understand that you mm-hmm. just leave these people behind and you don't know what happened to them. Like, you know, they happen to know that Tommy Collins, they wouldn't have even known. If Crowley hadn't called them and told them, you're not looking at the papers,
2: they wouldn't have even really mm-hmm. known about
0: Tommy Collins. Yeah, and, you so, know,
2: they they kind of touched on it a little bit last year. Uh, I can't think of the name of the episode. with the um Ben Edlin wrote it and it was really good. Um, with the kid who was possessed by a demon and yeah. uh, he yeah. you know he had been he had been possessed previously and a few years ago Sam and Dean exercised him, beat the crap out of him to exercise and took it, dropped him off at the hospital and then didn't see him again for years went until you know there was a the demon was back mm-hmm. in that town. Mm-hmm. And so we got a little touch of a little bit. Uh, what was the episode
0: with the guy and the familiar
2: Ah, yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Man's, man's best friend best Friends with Benefits. benefits.
0: Yes. Yep. we got a little and bit of an episode because, you know, mm-hmm. like he continued to research and try to understand, and then, you know, that didn't work out. So, yeah, I like that.
2: How often is it that Crowley was reading the Carver
0: Edeling books? Anyway.
2: Love. We got to see. That. We got to see books that we hadn't seen before, like the very supernatural Christmas book. You know, we hadn't seen that one. And... <laughs>
0: you know, I want those books. I want. Them. Oh, I mean,
2: I really think they should publish them with those same exact covers. What I
0: would like is, like, maybe when you when the show is eventually over,
1: mm-hmm. you know how.
0: Um, Like both Buffy and Angel, they did the the series DVDs, and so it was like a box set. I would like to Mm -hmm. see like the the box sets have the the book covers instead of the covers we get.
2: Mm. That that would be cool. That would be cool. So and
0: you know, speaking of Crowley, we found out his mother was a witch. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Interesting. Very interesting. And, and as no since you're tracking demon activity, he went with a witch technique and used a hex bag. And he said, Oh, mommy was a witch. I'm like, Holy. Yeah. And keep i holding like a flower. Yeah, I like that he, he did all of it magically. And I like that he's saying, You know, I'm turning off all the, the demon stuff going after you.
3: Mm-hmm. No more demons,
0: no more nothing. It's not coming after you. You have to deal with this. Yeah. Which as we talked about with
2: um
0: season seven, part of the problem was that it didn't feel personal. You can't get much more personal than this.
2: No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder, you know, if next week, you know, we saw where Sam at the end of this when Sam was ready to just take the deal um, but I wonder if next week we might get maybe one more innocent, that you know, one more of their people that they say get killed or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think
0: it's going to – I feel like it's going to have to come down to one of those things where Sam can't – it's one of those, like, don't get depressed, get angry. And I think he needs to tap into that anger.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, you know, because – As we've seen, you know, he's pretty much, he's, you know, full of anger. So, yeah. Yeah. At this point,
4: I would be too.
2: Ow, I just stubbed my toe. You are one of the most clumsy people I've ever heard. Your tweet (laughs) has cracked me up.
0: (laughs) And I fully believe this. I'm five foot ten, and I, I don't have enough other tall people in my life because where I live, the average height for men is five seven. It's just because I live in a heavily Hispanic area. There's as not tall as people, um, but I really feel that it's because I'm so tall and I got so tall so quickly as an adolescent that like I don't understand like depth of like depth perception. Like I don't think my body understands those kind of things. So as a
3: result, I hurt myself.
0: <laughs> no, no, because the thing I did with my phone earlier—what when, when she's talking about? For anybody who's listening, I tweeted earlier that I got my lip caught between my phone and the phone case, and I was seriously—who
2: does that? Oh, I'm and, and upon
0: <laughs> reflection of upon reflection of what I was saying to justify my clumsiness, I realized that has absolutely nothing to do with how tall I am. So scratch my theory. I'm just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and the choking on my hair that has nothing to do with how tall I am either. So again, no, I don't no. know. I, I don't know, guys. I'm really clumsy. <laughs> so I got a lot of people that reply to me. They're like, "You make me feel better about
2: me." I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> Hey, there you go. There's something good if it comes out of it. So there you go. I try, but yes,
0: um, (laughs) I don't even know how I do it. But it hurt. It hurt a lot. (laughs) I hurt myself a lot too. (laughs) Yeah, I caught my finger twice in the vacuum. Not the vacuum, with the push. Thing. I can't even think of the right word, but it was one where it slides up and down. and I like, pop my finger in it twice, you know, we're we're, we're, we're totally <laughs> off topic, but I can I can top that. I sneezed so hard once that I hit my head on the counter in the bathroom. Oh
2: my god! Between you, the two of you, I just I just seem like I'm just totally grateful. I'm sorry. You're like. <laughs> Ballet career is a go. (laughs) Yeah, so.
0: Anybody who ever sees me at a con, if you pay attention long enough, I'll probably trip over something. (laughs) So stay away.
2: (laughs) I don't hurt other people, just myself. (laughs) True, I've not, I have not gotten hurt by from you yet, so. You're all safe. Come say hi. You just need a bubble wrap coat. <laughs> no,
0: Kim, um, Kim Jacobs, Um, y'all probably know her in real life or on Twitter, but she's hilarious. But she was like, we should wrap you in bubble wrap. And I was like, y'all probably suffocated that, so no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you're the queen of clutches. And I was like, can I get a crown? She's like, no, you're going to poke yourself in the eye with it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um. But I've always wanted to ask Jared that too. Like, were you really clumsy when you hit your growth spurt? Because I ah, am. Yeah. Like, is it a tall, lanky person thing? Please make me feel better about myself and tell me you're like mm. a complete, view that you have no coordination whatsoever.
2: I always think uh, back to that Australian convention where he talked about um, big, so tall. He's always the one that walks through the spiderweb. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He, that like, happens to me. He's, He's, like, walking around floating and everything, trying to get spiderwebs off, and everybody's, like, what's, he's, what's with the crazy person, you know? Because they have no idea what's going on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I want to know if he gets leaves in his hair a lot, too, because that happens to me because I always get caught in the branches. So I want to know if that happens to him, too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
2: hard y'all, y'all,
1: y'all
2: that it's hard being tall, y'all. Y'all it's hard being tall. Yeah. Next time he's on Twitter, you'll
0: have to ask him. Yes, Jared Padalecki understands my pain. I'm sure of it.
1: <laughs>
0: so, and Vince is kind of tall, too, so maybe him. <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like this episode left me with a sense of being entertained, but a lot more questions than I want out of my penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. So I I have mixed feelings about it, but I will say that I was entertained, mm-hmm. which initially watching the episode I didn't think I was going to be, like in the first 15 minutes or so. I didn't mm-hmm. think I was going to be entertained, and I ended up being very entertained.
2: Yes. Also, well, it, it didn't to... really end; it just stopped. Yeah,
0: it just, it just faded. Started. Like just we don't get it, Sam's answer. And he we said maybe this is one we can't Sam win. Them?
2: Yep. I thought Tommy's death at the beginning was one of the grossest that they've ever done. <laughs> it really was. That was just oh my god, horrible. Sometimes I think like, we're so like, used to it, it's natural that I will tell people.
0: I'm like, it's not that scary of a show, it's not that gross of a show, and then they'll have a scene like that, or there's just some particular scenes throughout the, the years, and I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, that was graphic. Hmm.
4: <laughs> so every
0: now and then, even someone who me- like me, who is-, is pretty desensitized, every now and then Supernatural still manages to make me go, ew. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's pretty gross. Head exploding, blood everywhere. Ah. Well, and any
0: time someone's eyes bleed, like, they've had, you know, different instances where someone someone's eyes bleed in this series, and I'm like, I don't like that. No, no. Eyes bleeding, or what you just mentioned, because um, we got to see the cover, but uh, Very Supernatural Christmas, the mm-hmm. so fingernails. fingernails. Fingernail, Fingernail. yes. Oh, my God, skin? yes. In in skin, when Dean's scratch or shapeshifter's Dean is scratching at the the wood and when in very supernatural Christmas where they're pulling on Sam's nails, oh, those are probably my two most traumatic moments in Supernatural. Um,
2: <laughs> I agree. Yeah, the fingernail. And for me, um, the other thing that I cannot watch at all is in My Bloody Valentine, when the couple at the beginning are first making out and then they're eating each other. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I can't watch that. Yeah, I don't like the Halloween. uh,
0: You're the great pumpkin.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Sam Winchester and the guy with
2: the razor blades.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Nope. Blah. So speaking of clip show, we've been talking about little clips from other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I think um, mean, that's what an episode, despite my criticism earlier, that is what an episode like this kind of gets those who are like fandom fans. It gets you doing it. gets you going, well, remember this and remember that and remember this. Mm-hmm. So while I did see the detriment of them doing it, there is also a, a, a conversive benefit. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's called
0: Clip Show, but it isn't a traditional clip show, how other television series use a clip show, which is nice because it's often used to, it can be fun, but it's kind of a filler episode, there's it, not mm-hmm. usually much um, acting in the present in the episode, it's lots of flash, not flashbacks, but clips from past episodes, and they they usually have a point and a wraparound and kind of tie it in with the rest, but um, um, I don't think Supernatural's ever done one. It's only mm-hmm. you no. Know, I have to like, say though, now, now that you mentioned that, I was hesitant about this episode when the when the previews came up because I thought, is this really going to fit where they're putting it? Does that like we're gonna do like flashback type things, second to last episode. Okay, mm-hmm. but it managed to it did manage to work. Mhm. I just think I just again I maintain personally my opinion. My opinion does not in any way reflect the overall opinion of Winchester Rose disclaimer <laughs> that I <laughs> that I give for swan song comments. Shut up about that. We're not even going there. But I just think it's the same disclaimer. Um, But I still think that once a show gets to be, you know, long in the tooth in in television time frame, you know, you really have to be careful about how far
2: you go back for callback things.
0: It's just my personal Mm. opinion.
2: I liked them doing season 1. I I'm I'm I liked the going back to season 1 and I wish they would have actually done more.
0: So, but as we discussed, the the, the actual issue wasn't so much season 1, but season the season 7 character.
2: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Season 7 character, so I felt, yeah. That was just I don't see any reason why they used her
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I wonder, because it's a little bit
0: damned if you do and damned if you don't, because we often talk about them not referring to past episodes and not bringing up characters or us that we think <laughs> they should or wish they would. They keep coming up with new ones. And then when they bring back the characters from the past, we're like, you didn't. We man. complain. They're not the right characters <laughs> that we brought back from the past. So it's like, ah, <laughs> it's things that make Edwin want to shade his head, you know, and just screaming through Vancouver, I don't know. <laughs> uh, very true. But again, that's that's a lot of play, you know in any fan base. But I think mm-hmm. ours is especially strong in that capacity, where no no answer and no route you take is going to please everybody. You're always going to have no. you know right right here we have two thirds going this you know flawless and one third going well. Let my, yeah. issues, let show, my issues let me show you my issues let you show you them. So you're always gonna have but that's what makes a show a good show because it can speak mm-hmm. to people in different ways.
2: Mhm. Yep. And the worst and the worst reaction is no reaction <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, you know, as a testament to supernatural, even despite all my issues, it's still not an episode that I would say. That was bad television, far from it. So mm. you know. It's one of those things that, even at its at its most questionable, it's still fantastic. Hmm. Well, do we have anything else to discuss about this episode, or any other news? I mean, we announced our big news.
2: No, no I'm just gonna. Spend the,
0: I'm gonna spend the next week dancing about Mark Shepard being
3: on. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I know, it's the finale, it's the season
0: finale, that. and it's Mark Shepard. Yeah, I'm going to spend just an like entire that. week twirling in my room over that.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to do that after I watch tonight's episode of Orphan Black. If you don't watch Orphan Black, I'm going to put out a big thing for, it's advertising for Orphan Black on BBC America. Oh, my God, you should be watching it. It's an amazing show. It's on, It's on right after Doctor Who. And it, I don't know if you know, but I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I've gotten to where I want—I have to watch Orphan Black first before I watch Doctor Who because I just have oh. to know what's on an Orphan Black. Orphan Black is so good. Watch Orphan oh. Black. <laughs> I will watch. I will watch it this summer. Yeah. Oh, I, I will give it a try after I watch
0: uh, after I watch Veronica Mars and like all the 50 other shows. You make me want to. You tell me I have to watch.
2: Then <laughs> <Lynn> Orphan Black <laughs> to the top of the list so, seriously. Oh, it okay. There you go.
0: It is that good. All right then. Orphan
2: black. Speaking of Doctor Who, have you seen Matt Smith's new haircut? I I, Uh, I, I, I don't don't want to talk about it. That's just that's a heartbreaker. Yeah, that's not a haircut.
0: That's unacceptable.
2: Yeah.
0: I I don't accept it as reality. Sorry, it's C (laughs) G I
2: could be. I reject
0: your I reject <laughs> your reality and insert my own. <laughs>
2: yes, your argument is not valid.
3: <laughs>
2: nope. All right. So, well, that's not to say about that.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: So But thank you any, everyone uh, for
0: listening and the people we had call in. Thank you, you for calling in. We yes. Thank you right, callers. Thank you for calling. Thank you for waiting patiently until so we could we could put you on the air. We appreciate it. Um, any other news or
2: things or things we need to announce or remind people or Keep voting for Amanda Tapping. Keep voting for Amanda Tapping every day at the Billy Celebrity Charity Challenge. Oh and um, you can still vote you can still donate to Kevin Parks. Yeah, he's and only got two still donate left on that.
0: Yeah, and still donate uh, to Danielle and Benson. Uh hat off to counter, which we tweet daily as well. And um, next week, Mark Shepard. We didn't hear it all <laughs> the other times. We've been Mark excited Shepherd. about it. <laughs> Mark Shepard.
2: Mark <laughs> Shepard <Season> finale. <laughs> Um yes. I'm excited to see the road so far with carry on Wayward Sun. Yes. Like
0: yeah. Very um, favorite thing. I'm excited about that. Everything that will be stuck with over oh, four months later. Uh-huh. And that's it. Um, once again, follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, Winchester Bros. You can uh Go to our site, winchesterroads.com. Click on the Winchester Radio podcast logo on the right side of the page. Um can subscribe and download us through iTunes. We thank you for listening however you do, live or recorded.
3: And
2: I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Goodbye.